Managed service providers are a popular solution for businesses looking to better manage their contingent workforce. However, the talent environment has changed dramatically since COVID-19, and those organizations that already have an MSP in place need to evolve to keep up. Second-generation MSP programs, or Gen 2, build on the lessons learned from the first generation and offer new benefits, including technology enhancements and cost control. To get the most value from a second-generation program, it's important to understand its benefits and focus on them. I'm Joe McIntyre, host of Talking Talent Solutions, a DZ Connects podcast. Those who aren't familiar, DZ Connects is a leading international total talent solution provider owned by Dane Zimmerman. Each episode of this podcast will highlight how the total talent solutions approach can help organizations across industries solve complex talent needs while helping decrease their costs and improve their business ops. On this episode, Robin Don will be joining us to discuss the evolution of second-gen MSP. Robin is the Vice President of Sales for the Western Region at DZ Connects. Robin, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Joe. Of course. Now, uh, Robin, have you seen more organizations moving to a second-gen MSP over the past few years, especially now that uh, you know COVID is hopefully behind us, but it certainly has changed uh, the workforce in a pretty big way? Yes, we have. Um, a lot of organizations are moving to second-generation MSP programs. And the reason why is companies are continuing to evolve and they face new challenges. So they're seeking more advanced solutions and services to meet their changing needs. Now, I guess, what are some of the main drivers behind this shift towards those more advanced solutions and services? Is it strictly because um, you know the workforce is changing or are there other aspects involved? Well, I, I think it's two components. We had COVID-19. We're coming out of that. We have some economic uncertainties right now. And really what companies are starting to do is really look at their programs at every single level to make sure they're getting maximum value and maximum cost savings out of these programs. So what we're hearing is they have a need for advanced technology expertise. They want increased scalability and flexibility. Again, cost savings through adding other solutions within to their in their programs. And they're looking for partners with a strategic alignment with their business objectives. But one thing that they have to keep in mind is second generation programs often provide a broader range of services such as cloud computing, cybersecurity, data analytics, and vendor management, which align with evolving business needs. Now, when it comes to the differences between first gen and second gen, maybe you can talk about what those are. And I think specifically, if the challenges are the same with first gen versus second gen, are they the same or are they completely different? They have similarities. So let's look at a first generation program. Um, a first gen provider is coming in and really trying to solve problems with their contingent workforce and improve the contingent workforce procurement process while producing cost savings. But these companies usually have limited scalability. They aren't nimble. They're not aligned strategically with the client's business objectives. So basically, they're just managing transactions, whereas second-generation programs will overcome these challenges. But companies also have to consider new challenges arise when when implementing a second-generation program, because with the adoption of new technologies, 
they need to they find a need to upskill the workforce to leverage these new solutions. When it comes to moving from a first gen to a second gen, is there a light bulb that goes off and says to you, okay, I'm ready to move to the next version, or is it a just a general evolution? I'm sure I'm sure every company is different um, when it comes to making that decision, but how do you really know when it's time to move to that second gen? What I've heard, and this was even before COVID-19 and whatever, is is really the same thing within first generation programs is the biggest um, complaint that I hear from clients is their current providers are just managing transactions. They're not adding any value to the program. It's just, you know, fill a job, whatever. There's nothing. There's no strategic roadmap planned with them. There's no future vision. And they're they're the provider isn't engaged to find out what the client's strategic business initiatives are. So when it comes to providers uh, and you're thinking about choosing a second-gen provider, what specific capabilities, I guess, should businesses be looking for? I think this comes from, when we look at this, this comes from what the clients are saying. Like when we do polls and things of MSP providers, what are the most important things to you? And really data analytics comes out, cloud computing, cybersecurity, increased automation, and adding emerging technologies into um, these programs. But also, like I mentioned, first-generation providers often don't demonstrate the ability to offer strategic guidance and the scalability and robust vendor management programs and experience implementing continuous improvement initiatives. Yeah, I mean, Robin, you've been probably working in this for quite a while. How fast, or I guess how accelerated has the change been in MSP over the past few years, as opposed to maybe, you know, a bit earlier in your career? Is it kind of just ramping up like crazy now? Well, what we're seeing is, again, um, a lot of companies are taking a step back and really looking at their programs and what, what is the program doing for us and how can we improve the programs? And a lot of companies are starting, you know, what we've seen probably in the last six months since the beginning of this year is a lot of companies are reaching out to us because they have a first generation program and they think it's great, but then they start hearing other things about like, say the services that DZ uh, Connects can provide and the strategic roadmaps that we um, work with our clients to create. And the fact that, you know, we have been, you know, we have eight years is at the tenure of each of our clients. And they like to hear that because we've grown it from a gen one all the way into that Gen 2, Gen 3, and on and on. I think the conversation around automation is certainly growing uh, like wildfire, especially when it comes to things like AI. But specifically for second-gen programs, how can businesses ensure that they're using automation effectively and not um, overlooking certain elements uh, of an MSP that you know, uh, may be an issue if you're, if you're just kind of putting it on auto mode and you know, set it and forget it? But I think what you have to look at is what has been automated in the first generation program. Is it just simple tasks, really trying to dig in and do an evaluation of how things can be automated to improve efficiencies and reduce errors? But they should also look um, to a new provider, should also be able to evaluate new automation tools that align with the client's requirements. And they have the ability to do the implementation of these new workflows. And they also have to be able, the provider has to be able to establish governance processes 
provide adequate training to the employees, and be able to continuously monitor and optimize these automated processes for maximum effectiveness. I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier about cost effectiveness, and it probably can be easy to think that when you're going from first into second gen, introducing all these new and great uh, additions to it, it can increase the cost. So I guess maybe what factors should businesses consider when they're evaluating uh, the cost effectiveness of a second gen program? Well, some of the things that they should consider is the total cost of ownership, which includes both direct costs like service fees and indirect costs like internal resources and training. Um, They should also assess the potential cost savings, scalability and flexibility gained through these new programs and these these new solutions that are being introduced. Are there any misconceptions or myths maybe that you've come across uh, about the cost of more advanced programs that you want to kind of either, you know, squash or uh, or confirm maybe? Well, I think that customers really have to keep their, um, keep a broad mind and really look at the cost of what the advanced programs are doing. What is the long-term value? What's the ROI? What are the strategic benefits they provide in comparison to the limitations of a first-generation program? So it's not an apples to apples because you have a first-gen that may have limited solution capability, and you have a second-gen that brings more solutions in, but you're, you're providing cost savings with those additional solutions that are being brought into the program. I mean, DZ Connects through Yo has been doing MSP for quite some time. So how do second-gen MSP program providers work with vendors to ensure that the services that they're providing align with the needs of the business? And maybe are there any best practices for managing those vendor relationships in this context? Well, yeah, it is. It's really getting to know what your vendors or your supply base looks like because they are the most important, one of the most important components of your program. If you don't have a good vendor base, you're not going to be able to meet the clients. So you really need to understand their offerings culture, and be able to negotiate favorable contract terms for both them and the client. And then you also have to, you know, like any relationship, you have to have effective communications. You have to communicate regularly about performance, be transparent about the goals of the the, um, end client, um, and share those goals with them. And then collaborate, uh, have a collaborative approach for problem solving between the vendor and the MSP and the end client. And then also a really um, a seamless process to onboard and offboard vendors, manage their contracts and monitor their performance. Yeah. Uh, certainly, you might've mentioned this, but employee training and education are just critical components uh, of second gen programs. But maybe what challenges are you seeing or uh, are you hearing about that businesses are facing when trying to upskill their workforce, especially as obviously it relates to to MSP programs? Well, first of all, they need to identify the skill gaps. So they have to figure out a skill assessment or a gap analysis is crucial in identifying the areas of improvement accurately. They have to, companies have to be able to allocate sufficient resources. Um, such as time, budget, and personnel for employee training. Um, and we know that can be a challenge, a challenge. And then balancing work and training, because you have to strike a balance between employee training and day-to-day work responsibilities. So finding time for training without significantly impacting productivity requires um, careful planning and coordination. 
And then taking into the account that employees are going to exhibit resistance or hesitation when, when faced with learning new skills or adopting new technologies. So overcoming that resistance to change and fostering a culture of continuous learning can be a challenge that requires effective change management strategies. And then you also have to ensure that training initiatives are effective and result in actual skill developments. So monitoring and evaluating the impact of these training programs and measuring the skill acquisition and assessing the transfer of learning to the job is crucial for the um, to gauge the effectiveness of the training programs. Robin, I will say it's probably not a coincidence that uh, DZ Connects uh, has been on the Baker's Dozen list for MSP for 13 years. Clearly something's going right. So maybe you could just talk about what DZ Connects does differently than other providers in this area. What makes DZ Connect special? What do businesses get when working with DZ Connects for an MSP that they probably wouldn't get from uh, another provider? Well, from in my experience, from what I've seen, and I haven't been in the MSP industry that long, but in the staffing industry a long time, DZ Connects really takes that personalized approach um, to creating a relationship with the client. They re it really is a true partnership. And I think that comes from, you know, we are very customer centric, we're very contractor centric, vendor centric, but then also we're not just thinking about today, we're also thinking about year two, year three, year five. So we want to have that strategic vision and keep, keep at the top of the client's mind that we're working behind the scenes to help improve their processes. Mm -hmm. So throughout, through every aspect of the enterprise program. As things have changed in this space and continue to change, Certainly more changes coming. Uh, maybe you can put on your, uh, you know, your wizard cap or your, take out your crystal ball a little bit and predict the future. So what do you foresee as maybe the next frontier for MSP? What are, um, you know, what does it look like in 10 years? How, how might things change? Um, and I guess, how do providers like these connects need to uh, adapt to kind of keep up? Well, I think, I think it really comes down to the technology aspect of it. Because these programs, you know, in order to provide everything that a client wants, they want a robust view of what their entire contingent workforce looks like globally. We have to stay ahead of the curve in terms of technology and stay, you know, up with our technology partners, seek out new technologies all the time. And that is something that this organization does. But I also think that what we have to not forget in these next 10 years is we have VMS, we have, you know, VMS technology, we have MSPs to run the program. We are the people, we're the conduit between the technology and the client and the candidate and the vendor. And we can never take that component out of it. You cannot automate everything. We are dealing with people, people need jobs, um, Hiring managers need to talk to us so that we can get definitions on job descriptions so that we can communicate that to our vendors so they can communicate that to their candidates. So I think it's really keeping a focus on the technology, but not forgetting the human component of the programs. Well, Robin, thank you so much uh, for joining us on Talking Town Solutions and exploring the impact and uh, how the world of second gen MSPs is, has really changed recently. So if our listeners want to get in touch with you or are interested in learning more, how should they do that? 
Um, they can send me an email at robin, R-O-B-I-N, dot Don, D-A-H-N, at dzconnects, D-Z-C-O-N-N-E-X, dot com. Or they can give me a direct phone call at 818-590-2201. To hear future episodes of this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen in. Also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review Talking Town Solutions, a DC Connects podcast. For Talking Town Solutions, I'm Joe McIntyre. Thanks for listening. <laughs>